Now, that strike was averted for the support workers, QP education workers, and the province reached a deal on Sunday. The question remains, what's going to happen with the rest of the teachers and their deals? They're still being negotiated. Harvey Bischoff joins us right now. He's president of the Ontario Secondary School Teachers Federation. Good to have you on the show, Harvey. Uh, Good morning. Thanks for having me. So we're hearing that um, there's been a draft collective bargaining brief that the uh, province posted. You have you, the union, have publicized it. And you're not too happy with some of the things that they are laying out that they they think you guys should accept on their side of the negotiations. Specifically, um, thousands of teachers are being asked to think about the province's debt, which... um, they say Ontario's subnational debt if in 2019-2020 is projected to be $360 billion, the highest any jurisdiction in the world um, that, you know, isn't a, a nation has. Um, and they're asking you to uh, consider that before asking for a raise during contract negotiations. That's not sitting well with you. Well, there are several things I need to say about that. First of all, I represent not only teachers, but a uh, large number of support staff in the system as well. Uh, Those support staff uh, earn wages that are in line with the kind of average that we heard uh, CUPE talking about, you know, that sort of $38,000 a year um, number. And when it comes to considering um, the government's fiscal position, I would say that we do and we have when we're at the bargaining table. Um, Six out of the last seven years, my members' um, compensation increases have fallen below inflation. In other words, that's a real compensation cut compared to, uh, uh, you know, the buying power that you have in any given year. When you say Um, six out of the seven years, it's fallen below compensation. uh, What would that be like? Fallen behind inflation. Oh, sorry. What what are you talking about? What kind of compensation then? Well, so you go back to, to... 2012, 13, 14, you're looking at, uh, at in, you know, zero, like absolute wage freezes. So yep. each year, whatever, whatever inflation was, they fell below that. Um, in a total of about a 6% loss compared to inflation since 2012. Okay, but compared to inflation, but how much of an increase did they get? No, there were, there were incremental increases over that time. My point is that in real terms, my members have, have less compared to inflation um, than they would if they had simply tracked inflation. They've also been significantly behind the average compensation increases, both public sector and private sector, over that period of time. So I guess what I'm, what I'm pointing to is my members have been willing to, um, to take into account um, the government's fiscal position. They've been willing to make um, sacrifices, uh, uh, but they can't be expected. Where are they willing to make sacrifices, just so the audience knows? Because I think, since you're here... Sure. So so when they get 0% increases or get increases that fall behind the rate of inflation, and in other words, they have actually less money in their pockets to do the things that you know parents want to do, for example, like put their kids in hockey or dance or put some money away for post-secondary education, all of those things are more difficult than they than they were if they'd simply tracked inflation. Mm-hmm. I think everybody can relate to that. Um, let's talk about uh, the draft, the collective bargaining. The teachers, the in the proposal, they say, well, teachers are instrumental to student success, and I don't think anybody's disagreeing with that. 
We need our teachers. They're still amongst the highest paid in Canada with an average salary of $92,900 in 2018, 2019. They're talking about teachers there. You're arguing that. Yeah, I wish the government could get any of its numbers right, um, but it, I, I, I haven't seen a publicly announced number from them that's been accurate. So that 92,000 is not accurate. It's much closer to, to 86,000. Uh, their claims about 3,500 uh, teaching positions lost were inaccurate as well. It was uh, much closer to 10,000. As the Financial Accountability Office, uh, an arm's length independent body, uh, verified their claims of a fifteen billion dollar deficit were inaccurate. In fact, that number uh, is is closer to seven and a half billion. So um, they they throw numbers around, and uh, none of them hold up uh, to to scrutiny. Um, and and I'm not just talking about about you know our scrutiny. I'm talking about the scrutiny of uh, independent bodies like the Financial Accountability Office. So so um, you know there's not a great deal of of uh, trust you can put on those numbers they're putting out. Harvey, we're talking with Harvey Bischoff, who is the president of the union that's supporting uh, teachers and uh, some of the uh, supports that work with teachers. What are those supports, by the way? Just uh, So we represent members from early childhood educators uh, through uh, uh, education assistants, office clerical, um, custodial. But wait a minute, I thought that was already wrapped up. No, we represent uh, uh, thousands of those of those members as well. So QP represents them in a lot of, uh, of school districts. Oh, you're talking about the ones like up in Muskoka? Um, in various places around the province, uh, we represent support staff. Okay, yeah. good to know. Now, uh, you saw how QP's negotiations went. Uh, they they reached a deal. They seemed more than happy with the government. They uh, d- does that deal that they reached give you hope that your negotiations are going to work out quite nicely? Well, look, there. I, I will absolutely say that there is some cautious optimism that the government recognized the value of um, the supports that uh, that. Uh, Professionals, caring professionals in schools provide for students the access they give them to equity and and the potential for success um, because we saw a recovery of positions that had been had been laid off. And so that is uh, that is, uh, you know, certainly a somewhat hopeful sign. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say further, though, um, that the government's uh, cuts to different segments of the education sector are very, very different. Uh, and therefore, there isn't necessarily a one-size-fits-all solution to this. I mean, their 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 approach to high school teaching positions is to propose the slashing of one out of every four high school teachers over the next four years. Um, if that's a road that they want to continue to go down, um, we're going to have uh, we're going to have a significant problem to solve. At the but based table. on what we saw as far as job security goes with the QP negotiations, that went really well. I mean that everything they wanted uh, that they they uh, all those cuts were scaled back it seems like this government s- seems to cave on things like that the only thing that they did agree to was that salary uh 1% increase each year for the duration of the 3 year contract that's your sticking point right now not at all we the, the government has put forward no proposals at our table to support uh, the reinstatement of staffing positions look if they get to if they get to a position where they say they're not going to uh, uh you know they're going to reinstate the positions for both my support staff uh, and my teacher members that's going to go uh, a long ways towards uh, resolving this problem but okay 
So we're probably moment, not going to have a problem because it sounded like you had a bit of a problem with the one percent uh, pay increase because it, where they have capped the increases for public service workers right now. I think it's it passed the legislation passed in in July. So it sounded like that would be a big sticking point that you guys would not uh, be willing to settle for one percent. Actually, the legislation has been in- introduced at first reading, but hasn't passed at okay. this point. Because bear in mind, the legislature isn't sitting for five months because this is a government that chose to give themselves a five-month vacation. I think we know why that was. Way, out of the way of a federal uh-huh. election. Uh, so, you know, that's an interesting interesting point on its own. Um, but, uh, you know, with regard to, with regard to uh, sticking points, um, you know, we're, we've had one day of substantive bargaining at each of my negotiating tables. We'll have to see where the government is uh, prepared to go in order to uh, further understand, you know, what kind of progress we're going to make. Right. But you're looking at it as a pay cut. I look at 1% as a pay cut. I also look at the instability that's created by focusing on pay at the bargaining table, uh, you know, so that sort of wrangling year after year. Over the long term, my members' compensation changes have tracked inflation anyway. My argument is let's not, let's not get blown back and forth by the political winds uh, each time. Let's just, why don't we put a, a formula in place that just tracks inflation, keeps my members real wages the same. And let's spend our time at the bargaining table focusing on things that are good for students. I think that would be a lot more productive uh, use of our time. All right. And I think a lot of people would agree with that. They want they want the focus to be on kids when you're uh, negotiating your deal. Have your members held a strike vote? Because I know the elementary teachers um, have. Yeah, no, we we haven't yet. Uh, as I say, one day of substantive bargaining for each of my each of my negotiating groups, teachers and support staff, um, and so we're you know we're not in a position yet where uh, where strike votes have been um, you know have been something that we've needed to look to. Um, let's hope that we can make progress at the bargaining table uh, and be productive and and you know not have to get there. Will you be holding one if uh, things don't go, you know, uh, speed up here? Well, you know, we'll we'll assess how things are are going at the table, uh, and if we're we're making progress, then uh, we'll just continue to to uh, you know, work at the table on narrowing the gap and trying to get to a deal. All right, Harvey, thanks so much for joining us and getting us up to speed on where the union sits on the negotiations right now. My pleasure. Thank you. All right, appreciate it. I think there's a lot of parents out there that you know want to want to track this because it could get ugly. Sure.